Welcome to the Center Point Pentecostal Church podcast. We hope that this podcast finds you well and that you are ready for a life-changing message from one of our outstanding and anointed ministers. If you like this podcast, please be sure to give us a follow and a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. Now let's get to today's message. If you have your Bibles, our opening verse, we're going to pull it out of Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 12 through 18. Ephesians chapter 6. It says to put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil days and having done all to stand. Stand therefore, having your learns girded with the truth, And having the breastplate of righteousness and your feet shine with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, take the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance. That's why I love this church. Perseverance and suffocation in all saints. Y'all may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Every day, We have to wake up and we have to apply the whole armor of God on our lives. But not just on our lives. You can go ahead and apply the whole armor of God on your wife's life. You can go ahead and apply it on your husband's life. You can apply it on your kids' lives. You can apply it on your pastor and his wife's life. You can apply it over the congregation, the church that you attend. You can apply it over the elders. You can apply it over the youth group. And you can apply it over the children's church. We have to apply the whole armor of God over every area of our lives. This word of God is still true. And it tells us to apply. It commands us to apply the whole armor of God on our lives. So we can stand for God. Pastor and Brother Brendan and I were talking last Sunday before service. And we were talking about what God is going to do with this new year. And immediately the Lord gave me a word to tell them, and I'm going to tell you all tonight. This year, we are moving into a new season. 
We are moving, this church right here is moving into a new season. This church, this congregation, don't go anywhere. Don't give up. Don't pull yourself out of the hand of God because you're going to miss what this new season has for you. That's what the Lord gave me. Plain and simple. That's the whole service right there. But I find myself going to Ecclesiastes chapter 3 and verse 1 where it says, In everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under the heavens. You see, we serve a God of seasons. We see it in creation. God created four seasons that are based upon the rotation of the earth. And as it orbits around the sun, the seasons change as the earth moves. But the sun in our planet system remains constant and everything else rotates around it. That's just like Ecclesiastes chapter 3. It says, in everything there is a season. Every aspect of your life is a season to God. And there is a purpose for those seasons. There is a reason for the season. There is a purpose for the process. Look at Peter. He entered into a new season when Jesus called him to follow him. It's found in Matthew chapter 4, verse 18 and 20, where Jesus was walking on the Sea of Galilee, and he saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting their nets into the sea, for they were fishermen. You see, that was the season that they were in. They were fishermen in that season. And suddenly, Jesus came to them, and he simply said, follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. And they immediately left their nets and they followed Jesus. They stepped into a new season. They dropped everything to step into the new season. They left everything behind to step into this new season. I look at it like this. All of their problems, they dropped it to step into the new season. All of their situations, they dropped it to step into the new season. Everything they were struggling with last year, they dropped it to step into this new season. And that is what God is calling this church to do. Go ahead and drop every problem, every situation, everything that got you down last year and go ahead and step into this new season that he has for you. They stepped into their new season. They didn't know what it was going to be, what all was going to take place in this new season. But they stepped anyway. You see, in their old season, they fished. In their new season, they still fished, but they fished for something else. 
Their new season was about getting closer to God. Their new season was about stepping closer to Jesus. Their old season, they worried about the baits. They worried about when the fish were going to bite. They worried about if their boat was going to float. But the moment they stepped into the new season, like we're going to do tonight, the moment they stepped into their new season, everything went away because the only focus that they had was Jesus. I got to get to Jesus. I got to hear from Jesus. I got to live for Jesus. They forgot about the waters. They forgot about their lifestyle. All that mattered is they needed to follow Jesus. They forsaked everything they knew to get into this new season. Everything. This new season is already prepared for us, church. He's already planned it before we even stepped into it. It's already set up. This new season, there's things that we have been praying for that we're going to get them. You can only wait for so long and God will eventually answer them prayers. In this new season... The things that we are seeking for, we can receive. But we have to step into this new season. God is not going to push us or pull us into this new season. We have got to step ourselves into this new season. We have got to tell ourselves that I am not going to stay in this old season no longer. I'm not going to remain the same person that I am. There's going to be a new me because there is still the same God that can do it over and over and over again in this new season this old season has held us back for far too long it has pushed us down for far too long I'm going to step in this new season I'm going to claim this new season for me and for my family I'm going to step closer and I'm going to step towards Jesus because I believe that my God is the God that I read about. That my God is the God that I hear the preach word about. That my God is the same God that I feel whenever I begin to worship him. I'm going to step into this new season. A couple weeks ago, my wife has a, a lady friend that has a, a, a Facebook channel. And on this Facebook channel, she tells everybody to get a word for this year. So my wife got a word for this year. Just one word that you want to describe this whole year you're about to face. And when she told me, look, I don't know what it is, but the Lord has just been laying stuff out for me in January now that it's a new season it's a new season young ministers y'all get ready buckle up because God's gonna turn your world upside down I'm telling you this whole church God is gonna bless this whole church every family in this church and he has been speaking to me in this new season so so when my wife told me her word a couple days later I begin to ponder 
You know, she told me, and I just, I listened, but you know how some husbands do. They just listen, and they blow it off, right? I know none of y'all husbands will admit that to your wives, but I'm not afraid of my wife. So, so a couple days later, I begin to ponder on what she said. And while I was preparing for this message again, the Lord gave me a word for this new season, what to call this new season for this church. And this new season is called expectancy. We are going into a season of expectancy. I expect my God to move. I expect my God to bless. I expect my God to do miracles. I expect my God to save my family. I expect my God to bring the black sliders home. It's a season of expectancy. Because we have been robbed for far too long. We have been sitting on the sideline letting our blessings be robbed, letting our miracles be robbed, letting our loved ones get robbed out of the hands of God and letting our prayer walks, prayer life be robbed. Now, now, maybe it's just been the last three years. We can blame it on COVID. We can blame it on our finances, the income, the economy who's at the White House, you can blame it on whatever you want. But we have been robbed. The church has been robbed. Our families in this church has been robbed for the past three years. And I come to tell us tonight with boldness, with faith, with faith in God, no more enemy, no more adversary, no more stumbling block. Because I'm claiming this new season. I'm stepping into this new season. No matter what it looked like back then, I'm stepping towards my Jesus. I'm going to follow him. I'm going to listen to him. I'm going to draw closer to him. Because this is my new season. And I'm expecting God to do a work in this church. I'm stepping towards my new season. I have a high expectation of what my God is going to do this year. I refuse to let anything, anything hinder my faith and stop my trust in my God. I refuse to let myself be diminished from the resources that God has for me. He has so much for us. Brother Thibodeau, he has so much for you. You can't even think of the things that he has for you. And he wants to give it to you this year. All you got to do is hold on, brother. Just hold on. Don't you dare give up. Don't you dare give in. Because you're going to miss what God has for you. That, that goes out to every family in this church. Don't you dare walk away from God. When problems come your way, don't you dare blame it on God. He's the one trying to save you. He's the one trying to keep you. That's the enemy that's doing that to you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm done. 
with just saying these verses. I got to believe in these verses. They got to be a part of my life. Where it says, 1 John chapter 4 and 4, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We hear it all the time. We say it all the time. But do we believe it all the time? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Don't you know what you got living inside of you? Don't you know the power that God has placed on you and your family? Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I know this world might seem big, but your God is way bigger. Or what about the verse that says we are a royal priesthood? We have got to stop looking down on ourselves. We have got to stop saying that we are nobody. We have got to quit begging. We aren't beggars anymore. You see, once we was lost, but now we're found. Once we were blind, but now we can see. We know what it takes to live for God. We just need to start living for God in this new season. You are a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Or what about the verse that says, Though I walk to the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil, for thou art with me. I'm not afraid because he's with me. Thy rod and thy staff, it comforts me. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house forever. You see, you've got to understand, just like last year, you got the same thing in this new season. Somebody's got your back. you got goodness and mercy following you, covering you from, from behind. And in your wilderness, I didn't quote it, but in, the, in your wilderness, he says, I prepare a table for you in the presence of your enemy. So in this new season, your table is going to be full. It's going to be full and your enemy ain't going to have a chance to touch your table because God has already claimed that table for you and your family in this new season. You're going to be able to pick from the table. You won't have to look for your blessing. It's already going to be laid out in this new season. Hallelujah, Jesus. He's going to do everything in, you, we got to understand this. Let me say this. In this new season, it does not stop the enemy. The enemy is going to keep attacking you. It has nothing to do with God. It's just something that has to get played out to the last day when he calls the church home. Because uh, the Bible says that it's not easy for somebody to get into heaven. I wish it was. I wish I could just point my finger and poof, 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 poof. All of us would be in heaven. I wish it was that easy. You ever wish that you had magic and you can just do something like that? I would wish all y'all to heaven. 
so we wouldn't have to put up with all this mess. But I can't do that. None of us can do that. But one of these days, he's going to call our name. And we got to be ready. And in this new season, he's going to start revealing himself to some of us. And we have to be ready to see what he's trying to show us. There's blessings that he's been trying to give us in the past. But the robber robs it from us. But you got to make up in your mind, not this year. <laughs> I'm going to see my son saved. I'm going to see my daughter saved. I'm going to see my husband come back to the Lord. I'm going to see my sister. I'm going to see my brother lift up their hands to a God that is able and surrender their life over to Jesus this new season. You can't doubt it just because the old season didn't reveal it to you. You got to step into this new season with an expectation that your God is going to do it. You see, we're not on trial. God's on trial. And he said, if we just believe in him, he can do wonders in our life. So it's up to him. Moving from one season to another doesn't change the fact that the adversary wants to get you out of the hands of God. We determine how this season goes. God places the season in front of us and we determine how the season goes. You can either let the robber keep robbing from us just like he's done in the past, or you can stop him before he even starts. You can stop him in his tracks. Now, here's a story I tell my son all the time. I'm trying to drill this into him. Even though it's so simple, I need him to know this because I've done did almost in, what, two weeks, three weeks, whatever weeks, I'm about to turn 40. So I done did 40 years in this world. So I know 40 years of hard times. I know 40 years of barely making it at some times. I know 40 years of looking around and not feeling love. This is before Jesus. And I also know of the blessings that I got when I started living for God. And how I felt love when I started living for God. So I might not be the wisest one with life, but I do have 40 years. But I tell my son this story all the time, and I want to tell y'all, and I'll start it off by saying, I want to challenge every one of y'all this year, every family in here, hear me right now, it's real simple what I'm about to say, but I want this to stick. I want to challenge every family this year. How many duck hunters do we have in this church? I've duck hunted before. How many have ever raised ducks or you know stuff about ducks? Okay, have you ever held a duck? Anybody has ever held a duck? You ever saw a duck on, on social media or pictures, right? All of us have. It's one of my favorite animals. When me and my son played a little game, if you could be an animal, what would you be? I, most of the time I say a duck. Because I love ducks. 
Do you know that ducks can dive 100 feet and still come up dry? Why don't ducks get wet? Ducks dip and dive, but they stay dry. You see, a duck has a, and I'm, I'm going to pronounce it wrong because that's what I do, but a duck has a pure gland, and this gland is found at the tail end of the duck, and it produces an all substance that that duck covers his feathers with. You see, the duck works day and night to all its feathers so it could stay afloat and not get wet. Let me say it like this. A duck is not born waterproof, but it really loves the water. So the duck learns how to use its superpowers and it works real hard to perfect it just so it can do what it loves, and that's to swim. So my challenge for us this year is to be more like a duck. Be more like a duck. You see, when the rain hits on the duck's back, the water just rolls off of it. In this new season, when things come against you, Pastor... When things come against you, family, you need to be more like a duck and let it roll off your back. Don't let it consume you. Don't let it hold you down. Don't let it cripple you. Just let it roll off your back just like a duck. Your problems can try and weigh you down. Something out of nowhere can come your way and try and weaken your faith. You have to let it roll off your back. I believe that's how Jesus was. You know, he was spit on. Not everybody followed him, but he kept doing his father's work because he kept letting things roll off his back because he had a purpose. He had a goal. And he was not going to stop until he reached his goal. Every family in this church has a goal. And that's for you and your loved ones to get to heaven. I got to do what it takes to get my loved ones and also myself to heaven. Psalms chapter 55 and also 1 Peter chapter 5 says that we ought to cast all of our cares unto the Lord. All of our cares unto the Lord. Don't claim them. Don't consume them because they will hinder you. That duck works day and night so it could do what it loves. Just so the water won't stick to him. We have to apply the whole armor of God in our lives just so we won't get robbed. Just so we won't get stolen from. We have to apply the whole armor of God just so we can do what we love, and that's to serve God freely. When you're struggling to live for God, go ahead and check your armor. Because you can't live for God freely if you just have half of the armor on. It says the whole armor of God. He put it in the Bible for us. So how do you apply the armor of God, you ask? Six pieces. 
of the armor. God has given every Christian to fight off spiritual warfare. We lacked in the past years because we were being robbed, because we weren't equipped to fight. So how do you apply this armor? You've got to pray. It's that simple, church. You have got to pray the armor of God on your life. And when you speak it, you got to believe it. Even though you don't see it, you got to know it's there. Go ahead and put my opening verse back up there, but start from verse 14. It says, stand, therefore, girding your lungs with truth. That means you got to put on the belt of truth. So you got to put that truth on. No matter where you go, you got to understand what is true and what is false. You got to understand what you believe and what you don't believe. So you got to put that belt of truth on. Then it says you have to go ahead and grab the breastplate of righteousness. Now, Brother Belgard, years ago when he preached, I didn't know what righteous, righteousness meant, but he clearly made it simple for me, Pastor. He said the word righteousness simply means right way. Right way. So you got to go ahead and grab the breastplate of right way. You got to live the right way. You got to do the right things. You got to stay on the right track. Then it goes on saying, go to the next one. It says you got to put the shoes of the gospel of peace on you. Now what is that? You got to go ahead and put on the shoes of gospel. You got to imagine yourself putting this armor on. I'm a I'm a uh, what's the word? Uh, there it is. Say it loud. Visual person. Visual person. If I see it, I got it. If I put my hands on it, I got it. You give me a book, I'm lost. I make F's on tests. But you, get, you put my hands to work and I got it. So you got to put on the shoes of peace. So what is that peace? Everywhere you walk, you got to have peace that God has you. On your job, you're walking. God's got me. When I visit family members that I don't like, God's got me. When I see friends that turn their back on me in Walmart and I want to run away, God's got me. Come on, I'm speaking truth right now. You got to have peace in your life. You got to walk in peace because if you're walking in worry and you're walking in fear, you're missing out. Go ahead and go to the next one. It says, uh, take the shield of faith. Well, everybody knows what faith is, right? We talk about it all the time. It's one of our big words in churches. Faith, 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 faith. You got to believe it even though you don't see it. Well, you see what that faith does. It's very clear. That faith, when things are coming at you, even though they feel hard, even though you know when it hits you, it's going to hurt, you got to have faith that your God still got you. So that shield, that shield is blocking all the negativity. It's blocking all the haters out. And it's keeping your faith strong. Go ahead and go to the next one. It says you have to put on the helmet of salvation. And I love this one. The helmet of salvation. What is that? There it is. That helmet goes over your mind. Most of our battles are fought in the mind. And the enemy tells you you're not saved. 
and the enemy tells you you're not changed, don't believe what that preacher said. Don't believe what you felt on a Sunday morning. The enemy attacks that mind. But you put that helmet of salvation on. You know you've been filled with the Holy Ghost. You know God healed you. You know God touched your family. You know the word that God spoke into your life. Helmet of salvation. Go to the next one. It says you need to grab the sword of the the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, we know what the Word of God is. It's the Bible. You can't do nothing without the Word. If you look at all of them things that we need to put on, that's the only thing that we have that is offense. Everything else is just blocking stuff. So that sword is literally the most important thing. Because if you don't believe in the Word... You're not going to believe in any other armor that you have on your life. So you have to put on the whole armor of God. If you're going to win this year, and we could win, as a church body, we could win. You have to put on the whole armor of God. All of our blessings, all of our miracles, all of our promises that God has set in the days to come in this year for you and I, we can receive it. You don't have to go lacking from God. You can receive everything that he has for you. When we apply this armor, we can't put it down. Just like I said with the helmet, your thoughts are what will cause you to lower your shield of faith and lay down your sword of spirit. Your thoughts are where you declare to stand firm or give in. Your thoughts is where you declare by his stripes I am healed or if you're going to lay down and take everything the devil dishes out to you. It's your thoughts. That's what David did. It's found in Samuel chapter 30 and verse 6. Where it says, when the Amulites came and burned down his entire village. And took his wives and children of him and his men. The enemy stole everything from David and his men. David saw this and he sat down and he wept. And the Bible says that he was greatly distressed. Now we're going to face hardship in this new year, in this new season. Going into a new season doesn't change the problems. Just like our God doesn't change. The only thing that should change is us. So we're going to face hardships in this new season, and it's okay to be greatly distressed. Most of us has felt that before. But you are not entitled to stay greatly distressed. There's a time for mourning, and then there's a time to rise up and fight. That's what David did. What did David do to prepare for a battle? The Bible says that he encouraged himself in the Lord. So I have to put on the whole armor of God, and I also have to encourage myself in the Lord this new season. 
Don't be looking to others to encourage yourself because society is not built like that no more. Don't look towards others to say that a boy or that a girl. Keep on going. You got this. The Bible says that David had to encourage himself. You go ahead and encourage yourself in the Lord. It's up to you in this new season. We have to stay focused in this season. We are in a season of expectation. Let's go back to 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8 where it says that we have to be sober in spirit and we have to stay watching. Why? Why do we have to do that? Because the enemy prowls around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The enemy cannot harm our salvation. But he can... He can attempt to damage our faith and ministry. He can shake our trust in God, and he can destroy our testimony. That's why it's very important to remain sober and to remain focused on the truth as God makes us strong, firm, and steadfast. We have got to stay focused in this new season. We have got to stay expecting our God can do it. That our God's hand is still on our family. His hand is still on this church. Even when it's a Wednesday night and only 10 show up, God's hand is still on this church. Don't get discouraged. Don't look around. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 18, it says that... that we ought to be moving from one degree of his glory to another. He has so much glory that we haven't tapped into everything that he has. That's why it says we need to keep moving from glory to glory to glory. We have to keep stepping towards more of Jesus. We have to keep stepping towards a new season. We can't stay where we used to be. If you believe in this process and living for God, then as we mature in him, we can expect that God's presence in our lives will bring a new level of glory in our new season. You can truly feel God more powerful than you ever did in your life in this new season if you want to. But you got to expect it. You can truly come to church and to others it could feel dead. But to, but to you, you're in the greatest spot you've ever been in your life. Because you're moving from glory to glory to glory from new season to new season to new season and the more you move towards God the more you follow Jesus he's going to open doors for you that you can't even fathom this God with all blessings is not just for the mega churches it's not just for the little old lady that's been living for God for 90 years uh uh it's for all of us. 
All of us can take a part of this table that he's preparing for us this season. All of us. Nobody left out. Romans chapter 8 and verse 28 says, We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. If we claim to be a follower of Jesus Christ, then you should understand that he doesn't just send us out to fall short. That's for you, Brother Jeffrey Lee. He doesn't just send us out to fall short. He doesn't just, just, he doesn't just commission us to go without first giving us everything we need to finish strong. That's not our God. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. Hebrews 12 and 2. He holds us in his hand. And as long as we stay in his hand, I promise you, I promise you he won't let you down. People will let you down. You will let your own self down. Your pastor would probably let you down. But our God won't let you down. I said our God won't let you down. Why don't we stand? Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it changes and impacts your life for days to come. If you would like to connect with us further, give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Centerpoint Pentecostal Church or just search Centerpoint Pentecostal Church on Facebook. If you would like to join one of our services in person, the service times and address are in the podcast description. Thank you and God bless and we hope to see you on the next episode.